Welcome back to Two Average Husbands. I'm your host, Jake. I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back to another episode. I'm excited to be back. It's been a long, drawn-out absence, and I'm happy just to be back and have some free time again. I was going to say, you don't need to be welcoming the guests back. We all need to be welcoming you back. Welcome back to them, as always. But yes, I am happy, happy to be back. It's been a long time, and I was sick of being too busy to be able to do this. What are you drinking this week, buddy? Ooh, stole my line. All right. I am drinking my last of the Samuel Smith series that I was drinking in the episodes prior to me departing for a bit. Uh, This one's just the Oatmeal Stout. It comes in pints. It's a big fucking bottle of beer. So it'll take me a couple couple glass fills to finish this one. What are you drinking? Mine will also take me a few uh, few glasses to get through. I am drinking Bowser and Koopa by Transient Artisan Ales. It is an imperial stout wow, with Violet cool. Sky cocoa nibs and peanut butter. I like that. Ring Bowser another a pinter just like yours, and it is ringing in at twelve and a half percent alcohol. Sweet. I think if we left off uh, as I believe we did, I did the last topic first, but. Because I'm going to steal the show a little bit at the beginning of this one, I can just start off if you would like. Yes, please do. Please start us off. All right, sounds good. So I'm going to start off by kind of dabbling into the absence and why I was gone, and then I'll just talk about my vacation because that's the fun part of that conversation, and the rest of it kind of sucks. Uh, So the reason I skipped out on the first episode is just because I was insanely busy with school. I had already fallen behind from hanging out with uh, Jake and Jess, which was my first week back in school, and I just didn't even touch school that week. And so... Uh, I was playing catch up and I just kept falling behind. Finally, I just needed to say, fuck it. I need to take a night and just catch up. And that was a good night for me to do that. So that was the biggest reason at first. And then uh, I was also preparing for the trip that I was just on and just got back from, which if you didn't know, I went to Hawaii. Uh, I ended up spending 18 days in Hawaii. So 13-ish working and then five uh, vacationing with with the wife. Um, On the front end of that, I was working 13-hour days. uh, And then uh, I would get done with my 13-hour days and have to go straight back to my hotel room and work on school. So there was just no way I could have hopped into the podcast at all while I was out there. Not even to mention the time difference, which at the time I think was... Yeah, I think it's six hours from central time to... I I can't remember. Either way, I think it's six. It was was enough of a time spread that it would have been really difficult for me to try to work it out and be, be here with you guys on the podcast. So the easiest thing for me to do is just kind of bow out for a little bit and let Jake hang around with some, some guest hosts while I was gone. Uh, so obviously busyness was the biggest factor for me. I just didn't have the time to do this, even though I wanted to, um, penguins on the iceberg, one had to go, the podcast ended up being it, which I said before that I wasn't going to let that happen. And then I, it just had to happen. Um, so anyway, other than being busy, the, the work part of that trip was, was, terrible it was just so fucking busy constantly but i ended up getting finally to relax and recover honestly i think if i wouldn't have had the five days on the back end of that work trip i would have needed a vacation to recover from being in hawaii which is absolutely absurd like there's no way that work should be able to make hawaii that miserable but i was fucking busy but i did get thankfully the five days on the back end uh the one thing that i did learn about hawaii if you haven't been there or you don't know this uh especially now maybe because of covid times i'm not sure if this was a factor before or not but a, it's impossible to get a rental car. Um, if you do get a rental car, you have to reserve it way in advance, and it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. It's absolutely absurd, um, which reminded me about something else I need to talk about in a little bit. But uh, outside the rental car, everything that you do there requires reservations. Everything. There is no just like walk up and just do something in Hawaii. 
everything is a reservation base. It's absurd. And of course we didn't know that. And like, we kind of just planned like a laissez-faire, like we'll go out there, fuck off and have a good time in Hawaii. And we don't really need to do any like planning or whatever. We know the few things that we are absolute must. We want to do these things. And Mm -hmm. as long as we do those things, everything else is just an added bonus. Right. And so, uh, turns out that's not the case. Yeah. uh, So I've been to Hawaii. I, you were on the big Island, correct? No, I was not. I was on Oahu. Okay. Um, I was in, I was on Kauai, which is an even smaller Island than Oahu, if I'm not mistaken. And when we were there, it was obviously pre COVID. We didn't, as far as I remember, we really didn't need reservations for much of anything. Um, it may be because we were on, you know, a less populated Island, a less, a little bit less of a tourist spot. Um, but yeah, that might be just a, like an, as a result of COVID thing, if I had to guess. Yeah, I think that's, it's completely possible that COVID has just absolutely affected the way that the tourism is working there right now, especially just trying to get things uh, accomplished because that, I mean, it does, it does make sense from a food standpoint because um, Hawaii is still taking things very, very seriously from a COVID yeah. standpoint there, which by the way, is a whole story in its in of itself. Uh, you have to be, even if you're vaccinated going to Hawaii, you have to use their, I think it's hawaiitravel.gov or some shit like that. It doesn't matter yeah. what the URL is, but you have to go to their website and actually apply essentially to come into the state. And when you're doing that, you have to upload a COVID vaccination, like a negative test or sorry, a COVID test uh, within 72 hours of departing. And it, I don't know if anybody knows this, but like the lab test, not the rapid test, but the lab tests can take up to 72, uh, 72 hours to get done. And so if you take your test, like right at the front of your window, you're still might be pushing it to get that done in time. So it's like super anxiety ridden for people that are trying to get ready to go to Hawaii because there's a chance like you're not going to get your test back in time. There's only certain places that you can get the test, certain test types and everything. So you have to be very uh, careful about tiptoeing around their standards when it comes to COVID testing. Uh, Thankfully, we both uh, got ours done in time. For me, it ended up being a little bit uh, weird, but for Carly, it ended up working out fine. And so once you do that, you have to like tell them within 24 hours what your entire travel itinerary is, attach your COVID form to that and everything. And then they, they scan that when you get to the airport, when you get in this massive fucking line at the airport. Um, so it's a mess just to get in there. Like logistically, it's not that easy to go to Hawaii right now. Yeah. But then once you're there, uh, their restaurants are down to, I guess I don't know what the percentage of capacity is. To me, it looked like it was less than 50% capacity was allowed in those restaurants. Uh, there's a ton of tables empty. Um, so it, that's a, the reason it's probably so exclusive from a reservation standpoint is they reserve those tables. We tried to reserve dinner three days before she got there. And it took us an additional three days to find an open slot. Jesus. So you had to make your reservations for us at least six days in advance. And that was a 4 PM dinner reservation was the only slot that was open on that day. So it's just absolutely absurd trying to work out the reservation system. You could, go get on a wait list, but a lot of restaurants would only accept um, a certain number of people per hour to get on their wait list. Right. And then if you did that, you're going to wait at least 90 minutes to get into a restaurant. And then on top of that, it's probably another 45 to 50 minutes just to get your food once you've ordered. So it was uh, from that standpoint, it was a, kind of an eye-opening experience with really our first actual travel uh, post COVID. It was different for sure. And it was yeah. a lot, but um, I don't know if you have anything uh, you want to add in about that and travel difficulties, but other than that, I'll start kind of hitting the highlights of the things that we did on vacation that we really enjoyed. Yeah, man, not too much. I mean, traveling to Arizona for us obviously was nowhere near that much of a hassle. Like oh, yeah. we, they didn't even like, 
nobody asked to see our back or like our vaccine passports at all like nobody it was just like oh you got a ticket cool you know it's obviously uh we went through o'hare to fly out there and that's in and of itself a travel difficulty is dealing with that airport yeah. um but yeah man it sounds like you know at least you had some fun and that's what matters it just seems like it yeah. was a lot of a lot yeah. different than yes you would have had in a pre-covid time or a non-covid time yeah and like on the work side of things i fully anticipated that like oh you know like i'll have a little bit of time here and there i'll be able to like bring my school book to work with me and i can work on some school stuff that absolutely wasn't a thing so really it ended up i was doing work for 13 hours and then like four hours of homework on the back end so like 17 hour days i was exhausted all the time it was pretty shitty so really the first night that carly got there and we were on vacation i got to I essentially just slept for like 12 hours straight. We went to bed at like 8 p.m. and I slept just 12 hours just to kind of catch up on everything that I'd missed out on. But uh, that being said, I ended up, before she got out there, I went and bought snorkeling stuff because I did have some stuff at home already. So she brought that out with her, but I bought the additional stuff that we needed to go snorkeling because that's an easy thing that it's an easy kill. Like you don't have to get into a line to, you know, to go out in the ocean. So we we knew that was going to be an available activity for us. Uh, So we went out a couple different places. If ever anybody ever wants to look these up, I can definitely recommend the uh, Paradise Cove was the the best one I think we went to just because of uh, ease of, I guess it's it, the, the ocean's very relaxed there. So if like you're not a, a strong swimmer, or if you don't want to like worry about going out to open ocean or anything like that, it's a great place for you to go. It's just these little coves. Uh, the biggest problem that we had was parking was an absolute nightmare. And so... We kind of wanted to have like a slow morning that morning and we went and we had breakfast and then we went out to paradise cove and we were like oh like no worries we'll find a spot even if we have to walk a little bit every single lot was full all the way down this long road and the big thing was is like if you can kind of picture it you have four four coves back to back and then you have this place Mm -hmm. that they call secret beach at the end of Secret Beach is Paradise Cove. So Paradise Cove and Secret Beach were supposed to be like the best for snorkeling, which is what everybody kept telling us. So we're like, all right, whatever. Well, it turns out we have to park all the way down at the fourth cove. And it ends up being a 35-minute walk from Jeez. where we parked to the cove that we wanted to snorkel in. Turns out it was totally worth it. Uh, we get in the water. We're getting ready to go out snorkeling. And immediately one of the guys that was out there just kind of like floating around was like, hey, there's a sea turtle right there. Like, oh shit. So we put on our stuff really quick and we looked down and sure shit, there's a sea turtle just fucking swimming right by our feet. That's which was super sick. cool. And then we started putzing around in that area and we ended up finding two more sea turtles. Like one swam right by our face and there was another one just kind of chewing on coral uh, out in one of the corners. So that was a uh, just an awesome experience going out there and uh, snorkeling that little area, especially because the first three or four coves were all attached to resorts. There was a ton of people in them. The snorkeling probably yeah. would have been terrible. So it was really worth the walk for us to go all the way down to paradise. There you go. Um, and then the second one that we did was the, the, so I ended up getting a Turo and I can talk about that. If anybody doesn't know what that is, I'll kind of hit the highlights of that. Cause I didn't know what it was until I went there. Uh, but we ended up going to Shark's Cove, uh, which was a recommendation from the guy that I was working with for the Turo. And that one was, in my opinion, could have been, um, probably even like a pretty good scuba diving spot because the shallow cove, there's tons of fish, uh, and it was great to look at. But that cove went actually all the way out into open ocean. So it was a little bit uh, wavier, I guess. Right. A little bit rougher, So, which is why it probably wasn't Carly's favorite going into that. But I, I, I saw like a rainbow fish. And I was like, oh, guys, look, it's a rainbow fish. And I like popped up and told him to look. Well, Carly went down to look at this rainbow fish. And there's a fucking octopus the size of like a volleyball, maybe. That was just like swam. She's like, there's a fucking octopus. 
I was like, oh shit. So I like popped down. I looked in there too. I saw it and I was like, holy fuck, that is an octopus. That's super cool. So that was a, that was a pretty awesome find. And then I had to convince her to go out into the more deep part outside of the little shallower area, but she was willing to go with me eventually. And we went out there and immediately there's just like three massive schools of fish, just tons of fish. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, I wanted to go out deeper and we ended up deciding not to, but it was, that was a pretty incredible spot. I would recommend if you have like dive gear, it probably would be a dope shore shore dive uh, to go check out for, uh, you know, pretty reasonable access. And the parking there, if you go towards the end of the day, was significantly better. We, We got very close parking to that area so that was great there you go uh some of the big things that i missed from there like that i really wanted to do and didn't end up going just because of timing or access or whatever was the jurassic park filming site mm-hmm. i really fucking wanted to go see that and so did carly and unfortunately i think they might have actually been closed uh or it was very strict on the reservations that you had to get in there uh, because we couldn't get access to that place at all yeah, so that was one thing that I learned was that they they did a little bit of filming on different islands um, as part of that because when we were there we ziplined and it wasn't the mountain that we were ziplining on but the one like right next to where we were was one of it's the mountain that's the actual shot where they show like the overview of the island in the movie yeah and it's it was like that's they were like yeah I think that's, that's why they filmed the whole thing yeah well that was on Kauai unless they were lying to us I but. think so because there was a there's like a massive like park literally still that they've film more movies than just jurassic park there but um there's a huge essentially like ranch i guess if you want to call it that where they filmed a good chunk of jurassic park yeah so this is oh this is where they filmed um jurassic no so where we were yeah so Kauai was part of all three i think it might have they probably filmed in multiple spots oh i'm sure yeah they probably were all over the islands looking for the best shots yeah the other big one that I missed that I was very disappointed in is, I don't know if anybody ever drinks Kona beers or from the Kona Brewery, mm-hmm. but they it's not the original, but there is a Kona Brewery on Oahu that I really fucking wanted to go to uh, and just didn't have the time because we ended up doing a couple different things during the day that day and it didn't end up working out. Um, uh, another thing that I like can't recommend enough to go see while you're there if you're ever in the area is we went and saw Pearl Harbor which ended up being essentially a half day activity. And yeah. we didn't know how long that was going to take, but we did a tour out there, which was about 45 minutes. But then there's so much other stuff that you could do out there in terms of um, just looking and exploring and like seeing all that stuff. And it's just, it is a humbling and truly incredible place to just go stand out there and think about, especially if you're into, you know, history, uh, war history or anything like that, like just to stand on the, the same area and just kind of picture the scene of what was happening on that morning is it's pretty incredible. Um, so I think that kind of sank in for both of us and I ended up staying, uh, a significant amount of time at Pearl Harbor and looking around and checking everything out because it was, uh, it's definitely a worthwhile experience. If anybody still goes out or if anybody goes out there, they actually can ferry you out to the, uh, site where the USS Arizona sank and they have a memorial above that for those that didn't know. And you can kind of, you can still see the ship in the water and it's, Hmm. oh man, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty incredible experience to go out there and see that. Yeah, my parents, um, uh, my parents have been to Hawaii a couple times, and when they went to, they were in Oahu for one of their stays, and they, I got so many pictures from that, like, from, you know, the, from Pearl Harbor, it was, it's really crazy how, like, that wasn't really that long ago, if you think about it, like, that's no, a lot, it's like, what, 90, 80 years? Yeah, 80. Uh, 79, I think, yeah, exactly. Yeah, almost 80 years, so, yeah. it's, yeah, it's just crazy to think about that, like, I know people that old like yeah dude 100 percent. 
there's still a couple survivors left from the USS Arizona that um, I think one of them they said is 100 and one of them's like uh, 99 or I can't remember yeah. their exact ages, but they're definitely up there. But yeah, there was definitely still people that experienced that uh, that are alive today, which is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, we went to, and I think other people have probably heard this. I want to butcher the name completely, so I'm going to try to look it up again <laughs> and just see how it's spelled. Uh, so Matsumoto Shaved Ice, which is kind of like a tourist trap a little bit, uh, but I think part of the reason that that's famous is because of o- Obama went there when he was in Oahu uh, and really liked it, I think. And so everybody, you go and you stand in a line that's literally like 50, 60 people deep. Thankfully, they're pretty efficient. They move you through pretty pretty quick, but that was pretty good. Um, it's shaved ice. So we were told before we went out there, they're like, oh, you're going to have this truly incredible uh, experience like life changing get this shaved ice at uh matsumoto's and it turns out that it it's just shaved ice yeah it's like shaved ice in the but, same uh, syrup that every place uses yeah it is but it was still a pretty cool place to go up there because the north shore which is where that is is pretty gorgeous up there and they have a pretty cool unique little community up there that was a lot of fun and that's actually where sharks cove is or pretty close to that so we ended up kind of doubling down on that um the one thing I will say about Hawaii, or at least my experience in post-COVID travel times, is that the dining in Hawaii is not impressive. Like, I think I've had, and this is probably really ignorant of me to say, but I think I've had better Hawaiian food in the mainland United States than I did at Hawaii. It was just not very good at all. Yeah, when we were there, um, admittedly, we didn't, we probably didn't eat, like, local food as much as we should have. I think really like our hotel had some local food that they did one night, and I think the my favorite thing from that was like spam sushi, which is a very like popular spam thing. Spam sushi, yeah, everybody loves that shit. Yeah, um, so that was good. But other than that, like I do think um, where we were in Hawaii, I think I had the best pizza I've ever had in my entire life there. Really, it was. I've talked about it before, but it's like a guy from the Napoli region of um, the Napoli region of Italy like where neapolitan style pizza is from yeah he is like a trained chef from there who has moved to hawaii and opened up a pizza place there and it was hands down like everybody in my family we ate a whole pizza and it was like like my family like doesn't really do that like i can eat a whole pizza jess can eat a whole pizza my brother can but like even like my other brother who doesn't eat a ton and both of my parents like each of them slammed a whole pizza like it was nothing it was so good but yeah, like besides that, I don't think we really had anything like crazy. Like yeah. I, we there we got so there's Kona Coffee is everywhere there. So it's on all of the islands. So it was on the island that we were on. So we did we got some coffee there, which was really good. Um, super fresh, obviously. Um, and then there, you can actually see it behind me. Uh, this rum bottle that I'm pointing at. There's a distillery on Kauai called uh, it's just Kaloa Rum, Kaloa, K O L O A. Um, and so we did a, like a liquor tasting there of their different rums and that's a coffee rum. So essentially like a coffee liqueur, yeah. um, which is really good. But yeah, besides that, like we didn't really like have local cuisine like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we tried to eat a little bit of local. We did occasionally a lot of it though. And this kind of is part of my story with the work side of this is I was so incredibly busy that we never really had time to just slow down and enjoy anything locally. Yeah. And so I ended up eating just an absolutely disgusting and incredible amount of fast food. Like it just absolutely disgusting uh, because we just, we wouldn't have time. So you'd send one person out like real quick to run out and get some food. Um, 
and it just would be just trash food, whatever you could get really quickly. And it happened all the time. Plus when we would get done with work, it's kind of like everything closes pretty early in Hawaii. So we would get done with work. We'd get home, change. And then it's like, oh shit, it's already almost time for everything to close. Let's just run and get fast food. So it kind of sucked that we didn't really get any experience there. Yeah. Um, I did promise myself this time around, because this is the second time I've been to the Pacific for work. And I promised myself that I would try Spam Masubi this time because they have it pretty much everywhere. And I still didn't do it. I chickened out. Wow. Uh, but Carly did have some some spam that she enjoyed in one of the meals that we got from zippy's which i think is a local fast food chain out there but one of the guys i know from hawaii recommended this place so we're like okay we got to go check this out and i actually enjoyed my food i had some chicken katsu there and it was pretty freaking good and then carly had just like this mixed platter and one of the things in there was spam and she said it was really good so i had to look it up because i was like i know we ate it was the day we were leaving is probably the most like like locally owned place there it's this place called shaka shaka burgers yeah and it was really fucking good i can't lie it was delicious but it was like our we're leaving so we're all kind of depressed and we're just like wallowing in our sorrows before we get on an eight-hour plane flight yeah i was ready to come home so i i was ready to i appreciate the vacation time that i had to end it but like i was definitely ready after that much time to get back home yeah for sure yeah other than that most of our experience was just kind of wandering around because of the reservation thing and the limited ability to get into stuff so we did a lot of just exploring in the general area we stayed on waikiki beach so uh, we spent one day just on the beach uh, and then we spent uh, probably at least two days just essentially wandering around checking things out Uh, and then we did a, a majority of what we could do just to go out and snorkel and experience the ocean but yeah that's like i mean those are the big highlights right so like uh it's weird because two-thirds of my time there was work and so that's where it kind of like it sticks out in my brain a lot just because those experiences were fucking brutal trying to get through all that shit and so the vacation was definitely the highlight to end the trip but we we didn't have a it's weird because i think in hawaii like the expectation is that you're there for like two weeks minimum yeah pretty much we would tell people they're like oh so like what activity is do you want to do and we'd be like oh well you know we're thinking about doing this or we're thinking about doing that and they're like oh well we don't have anything available for the next few days when do you think you want to do that and we're like oh you know well we're leaving on the 30th and they're like oh the 30th uh i guess you're only here a few days we're not gonna have anything in that time it's like what did you expect me to say like i'm gonna be here for another week and a half after that yeah i don't know much. i guess i guess people really just fucking invest when they go to hawaii and they stay there that long hey man to be completely honest with you though like i've i would rather go somewhere else is kind of the bottom line. Like, I think there were some great experiences in Hawaii, but Hawaii is so, so touristy mm-hmm. that it's like you just, it's all fucking high rises, at least Oahu. It's a bunch of high rises, a lot of fast food, not very good food when you do find something that's unique, in my opinion. And then you end up just kind of, you're the best you can do for your money out there is just experience the ocean as much as, as, much as possible. Because mm-hmm. everything else is just kind of like, you're going through the motions with the rest of the crowd uh, as opposed to like, I've gone to the Dominican and everything before. And that is a, a significantly more unique experience when you actually mm-hmm. get out of the country and outside of the 50 States. And you, you experience some of that, you get the culturalisms of somewhere else as opposed to just staying in America. So yeah, Hawaii was cool, but it's incredibly expensive. And I think it is expensive. Worse. I think you probably would have liked Kauai more than Oahu. Kauai was much more, it was much less touristy. There was definitely touristy spots, but yeah. it felt more like I was in a different place than just, you know. Yeah, like, I think a lot of the cultural isms of Hawaii too were 
turned off just because of COVID as well. Like, I know it's probably also touristy, but, like, to go to, like, a luau or anything like that, mm-hmm. none of that was happening while we were there. Yeah. So, we didn't get a lot of the great experiences that people kind of probably traditionally get there. But it was it was good. It was worthwhile. We had fun. I definitely would say we're looking forward to our next vacation already because we're going to have our five-year anniversary vacation that we're going to go on. And I think I'm looking forward to that significantly more based off the experience I had in Hawaii. Yeah. Hey, man, you know what? At least you got to experience it. Now you know that it's maybe not for you. you find Check it off the bucket list. We did exactly. it once. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Jet. Jess always says that we probably would have liked Hawaii more when we went if we didn't go with my parents because we were kind of just stuck doing what they wanted to do the entire time. Um, plus, we were also there, and it rained for the first, like, five days that we were there. We were there for a week, so we didn't yeah. have to do a whole lot of stuff. But, yeah, man, it's you know what? It's a, you, you did it, and now you can look did, forward to the next things. Did do it, yeah. Do you guys have any ideas of what you're doing for your uh, – for your honeymoon or not honeymoon yeah we're between a couple different options because we we're definitely want to get out and explore a little bit more but carly has always wanted to go to turks and cakes and so that's kind of like the top of our list and then um i think the second one that popped up and i could be wrong is saint lucia mm-hmm. and so those are the two things that we're kind of looking into and considering now is like i don't know exactly which one we're going to do because we have mm-hmm. to look into the second option a little bit more but carly's always wanted to go to turks and cakes so i think that's probably the front runner for now yeah i want to I need to travel more. That's that's one thing that COVID has like really made me appreciate is like being able to do stuff. Yeah. Like before I think I took advantage of it. Like, oh, I'll have plenty of time to go there. Oh, I don't have to travel now. I can do it later. And I think it really made me realize like, I don't fucking know what's gonna happen tomorrow. Like, well, that's part of the reason we don't want to have kids, and that's a whole separate conversation. But we just want to be able to, when we have the opportunity, we want to be able to seize it and go do something because it's not always that easy to you know, plan out and get out and do a vacation. So we have the ability now because we don't have to plan around children that we can just do something last minute and get out there. So I don't know, man, traveling is awesome. We need to do more of it too. And I think it's funny because that really is kind of part of another topic too, where I think corporations have a, a tendency to try to make you feel guilty about taking your time off, but whatever time you're fucking allocated, use it. And that's kind of like, it took me a long time to even get to that place in my mental, you know, my mentality with work, but I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, fuck it. I've got time. I'm going to start just burning through this shit. Like I'm going to take vacations. I'm going to take a week off for my friends to come to town. I'm going to take more time after that for my mom to come to town. You know, like I've been taking a lot of time off of work and I think it's, it's deserved and you earned it. So use it. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's one thing like I've been considering. So this is news to you because we haven't really talked much since you've been gone, but I've been looking at, you know, different career opportunities and potentially leaving where I'm currently at. But I know yeah. for a fact, that's one thing that um, my boss does really well is she is very much, you, this is your PTO. This is your time off. Use it when you want to take off. When you take time off, actually take the time off. Like yeah, dude. delete your email and teams off of your, your phone, like get away. You know, this is your time away for a reason. And I still struggle with it. Like I, it's, fr- we had, today off of work like we had the we were closed for the holidays and i look at my phone and i still like if i open my personal email i still instinctively check my work email and it's oh, like yeah, so hard to, so hard for me to turn my brain off but yeah dude disconnecting you know, is not easy yeah that's one thing that's like been a huge like learning thing for me is like taking advantage of the the time that i do have and and like i said covid has really like made me appreciate that because like the earlier um this week even we just we took a day trip up to Milwaukee. We saw a Cubs Brewers game. Yeah, it looked fun. I was jealous. Yeah. yeah, it was 
nice to just get away for a day. Like Speaking just, of, I was just talking about how I need to come up and go to Wrigley still, so we're going to have to figure that out. Cubs okay. cards are playing again at the end of July, and I really wanted to try to make that work, but I've got shit going on with work and stuff still, so I gotta, I'll gotta have to figure that out. Yeah, man. Hey, you you can stay with us if you want. You'll be sleeping on a couch, so maybe not. But My dad's house is like literally right there. <laughs> I'll buy you an air mattress. I'll buy a nice, fancy air mattress for you. Dude, speak of the devil, one big lesson learned for me is that don't ever... Pl- so I spoke on my on one of our last episodes that I did before I took the break, but it's very difficult sometimes to figure out what your priorities are. And once you do, you need to kind of stick to those priorities. And for me, which is why I wasn't doing the podcast, is that uh, you know school and work were taking the priority for that given that given time frame. Well, the one thing that I learned is that you should not ever, 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 if you know you have like a big work trip coming up or vacation or, you know, vice versa, don't ever fucking plan it. So you have all three of those things happening at the same time. Yeah. Because I promised myself that I was going to do what I had to to get all of my schoolwork done for like the entire period before Carly got there. And I, I wasn't able to do it. And so even when she got out there, I still spent a few hours uh, finishing up some assignments and some school stuff that I had to turn in before she got there. And it's just... I'm going to be very careful in my scheduling for like our vacation for the anniversary vacation, making sure that I'm not doing school when I'm on vacation. Like I do need to have that opportunity to just disconnect and not have to fucking deal with that. And it was, that's not, that was one of the frustrating things while I was there is that especially because some of the work stuff was stressful. It's like at the end of the day, you're like, Oh, I just want to go have a beer with some of my buddies. And you're like, Oh shit. Instead I have to go spend four hours working on a project for school. And it was just fucking shitty. So yeah, be careful with your scheduling, stick to your priorities. (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, geez. All right. That's so all I really got, man. That's Hawaii in a nutshell. So, I was going to ask, does that count as your topic, or is that just uh, you just uh, talking about vacation there? <laughs> well, I am, but it is a topic also. Yeah, that was definitely one of mine. I spoke for almost 30 minutes, so uh, I only have one other one for this episode. All righty. So for me, um, one thing that I really want to talk about is um, it's something that you've – I kind of just alluded to it, actually. Like It's something that you've talked about doing – and it's your reason for going back to school. Um, I'm, you know, contemplating a career change, whether that's, you know, switching the place that I currently work and staying in the same field or like switching fields or anything like that. Um, I just want to kind of pick your brain about what are some things that like you consider important for when eventually you'll be looking for a new employer and what are some of the things that you kind of feel are super important to look at? Because I feel like too often, and I myself am a victim of doing this as well. Like too often people focus solely on a title. They're focusing on pay. They're focusing on, you know, one aspect of a, of a job change or career change. So I want yeah. to kind of just see what you think are some of the important things that people should, like myself, should consider when they're going through a change. Yeah, dude, absolutely. I'm happy to talk about that because I think that's part of the reason that I have such a struggle, like an internal struggle right now of figuring out what does my future look like? because of the fact that I'm currently in a career that I'm like passionate about my career and I like what I do, but there are certain things within the confines of what I do that I don't agree with or don't like. Uh, I'm, I'm at a point, I'm getting closer to a tipping point where I really need to weigh my options and figure out does the positives of what I'm doing outweigh the negatives. And do I want to continue to uh, stay with this for, for the long term? And I, I don't know the answer to that still, Mm -hmm. which is why I decided to go back to school. Uh, But some of the things that I think that really go into that is, and I think uh, Uncle Kyle in the comments just say that said what I was about to say, and that is culture is huge in the working environment, which is why it's kind of a 50-50 coin flip with, with me at work. I work with some absolutely amazing people, especially where I, I work right now. 
and I truly do enjoy the people that I work with and the, the work that I'm doing. But at the same time, there are different things outside of just my office within the confines of the greater structure of the corporate world that I'm in. And I don't like a lot of them. I have a tendency to uh, specifically in my current job that I don't like to shut my mouth when I notice things that I don't like, or I don't agree with. And so I have a tendency to get, you know, kind of bopped on the head for kind of stepping outside of my lane and doing a little too much. And I, I did the same thing when I was out in Hawaii as well. Uh, I kind of butted heads with some people out there too. And just because I don't tolerate when I can recognize that there's an issue, I'm a problem solver and I like to get things done. And when people right. like tell me to stay in a lane and they don't let, allow me to work through those things and it, it's difficult for me to continue with that. So there are things that I definitely completely disagree with inside of the culture, which is definitely a part of it. But also you need to like you, that was kind of twofold. Like not only is it a cultural thing and a people thing that you work with and you have to enjoy the work you're doing uh, as well. And like the people and the work that you're doing, if you're not passionate about what you're doing and you don't enjoy the people that you're around, then, then you, you kind of have to change uh, because it's not going to keep you happy in the long term, in my opinion. Uh, some of the things that I think are incredible about where I work though too, is that they are willing to supplement education for me, which is absolutely phenomenal. So whether I end up, you, you know, punching, punching out and going and doing what I am using for my degree. That's great. Uh, they're still helping me pay for that, which is fantastic as well as like, I get great time off. I was just talking about like the, some of the, you know, outside benefits of what I do right now are absolutely unbeatable, like health insurance wise. I don't pay for anything, which is phenomenal and almost unheard of. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, you know, I get incredible time off when I'm able to use it, which I'm trying to get better at, you know, just committing to using that time off as well. So there, I mean, there's so many things that go into that, but at the end of the day, if like, even if you have every single positive thing that you could ever possibly want in a job, but somehow you're still unhappy there, you have to change. You just, you cannot stay with it, which is like I said, that's why I'm so conflicted because I am, I'm currently happy with what I'm doing, but because of the dynamic nature of what I do, I could end up completely somewhere different next year even and i might hate it and so i have to think about that in the long term is that there's a lot of unpredictability in my career and it, that's i mean that's really is that's another factor right like is your job stable and predictable and do you like that or do you like something more dynamic and for me i don't know that i do because if you get too dynamic then you're going to end up at least at some point in time doing something you don't like in my opinion right. like you can't just nothing's ever going to be perfect if you're hopping around all the time some people love that shit though like carly's brother is he's moved for work all the time and he's willing to move for work all the time. And he seems to, sorry, really enjoy that. Like he likes to get out and see the, at least the continental U S with his job. Cause they just, they've moved him around a few different times. And so I don't know, this is kind of like a long winded rant about my, the different things that I, that I think go into this, but there are, there, there really is, there's a lot that goes into it, dude. And at the bottom line is like, Hey, am I happy here? Like, can I do this for the long term? And if you can't, then you got to do something. Well, and that's what I think is the biggest struggle for me is when it comes to work, I think I can be happy in this, in like a strange sense of the term, doing almost anything, like whether I'm working an office job or whether I'm working sales or if I go switch it up completely and go be a personal trainer or do, I don't know, go learn how to be a mechanic. Like I feel like I could be happy doing almost anything. Like Kyle said it well, like when he said like the culture of where you're working you know, is one of the things that kind of in his mind overrides everything. And I think that's true to a sense. Like if you work with good people, like in my career path, I don't make a lot of people or I don't, I don't make a lot of money. Sorry. I read 
read a word at the same time as I was talking there. I, I don't make a lot of money, admittedly, uh, but I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I really like the people that I'm working with. But also at the same time, like I have to consider my family at a point where it's like, I want to own a house someday. I want to be able to pay off my student loans. I want to be able to pay off my car. I, like, yeah, dude. There, there comes a point where I do have to start considering, you know, money to be a little bit more of an important thing. And that's, I think, my biggest like sticking point right now. Just to be like frank, I'm, you know, I'm interviewing for another job coming up here and that job pays less than my current job. And I don't know what benefits look like at that job, but it does open up future opportunity for me a lot more than my current role does. So it's like one of those things yeah. where it's like, do I take a short term sacrifice for a potential long term gain? Do I, you know, once I get more information about it, is it really as big of a drop off as it seems? Like there's so much that goes into it that I think it's really opening my eyes to it. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it, just because I think a lot of people think of a job switch as like a, oh, I work this amount of hours and I make this much money now. And at my next job, I can work this amount of hours and make this much money. Whereas there's so many more aspects that go into it that I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't think about until I started like really thinking heavily about switching jobs. I don't think it took me, I think I took too long in figuring this out, but at the end of the day, you don't owe your job anything. Yeah. Nobody does. You don't fucking owe them anything. Yeah. Like you are working for them. They owe you like you are working for them. And so it takes a long time to figure that out in your life. And I think people struggle to, like you said, it takes a lot to disconnect and to unplug and not have, especially for those that have like a high motivation, high drive and like a, a really strong work ethic. It's really hard for you to disconnect from like, I need to do this for my job and to like, I need to do this for me. And it's, it's, it's going to be a process, a different process for everybody to figure out what that looks like mm. and figure out how you need to reach that conclusion. But at the end of the day, that's, that's been one of the biggest factors for me is I think specifically from a money standpoint, like it's a taboo in my line of work to say like, Oh, I'm in this for the money. Like it, that is an obvious like reflection of like, Ooh, I don't think you're doing this for the right reasons kind of a thing. But even in the job that I had before the one that I have now, like I worked for a nonprofit and I, I enjoyed the work that I was doing, but there is a number that's just too low. Yeah. And for me, they offered me a salaried position with a four-year degree of $25,000 a year. And I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. Like, yeah, I can't do that. And so there is, there is a threshold for every different factor that goes into your career, right? Like money's one of them. Culture's one of them. Uh, independence, the dynamic environment. Like there's so many things that go into it and you have to reflect on all of those things and figure out what's my threshold for each one of these things. And if there's something that's below your threshold for like, am I getting paid too little? Is the culture too toxic? Is the, you know, there's not enough freedom for me to do what I want to do. And like, I can't get out of my own lane. Those are all factors that you have to consider and think about how, how do I make this the environment that I want? And everybody's going to have a limit. And I don't think you should ever feel bad about applying for other jobs. Yeah. Well, and I even talked to my boss and she was like, I hate it, but I get it. She's like, I get, like, I explained to her why I was doing it. And she was very understanding about, you know, my reasons for looking elsewhere. She totally, you know, she gets, you know, that our field isn't, I don't want to say it's not the best field to be in, but when it comes to money, our field is never going to make as much as, you know, as other fields do. It's just flat out never going to, um, especially at where I currently work. Like there's just no leadership roles to really take over. Like it's us, which are most places that are similar to where I work would consider us an entry level job. And at our school, there's no like assistant director, associate director, director. It's 
us and then the the big boss like there's just no jumping point so you know they were super understanding which is you know really beneficial for me but it's also just coming down to like i'm also a guy who flip-flops a lot i never know what i want to do like i'm thinking about going back for another degree to do yeah, a, a different thing in another field which i always say also, i don't know what i want to be when i grow up yeah i'm gonna be saying that till i'm fucking retired dude i don't know Same. what i want to be when i grow up yeah like i'm sitting here like like i said like I could see myself going back to sales and while I didn't like sales in the past, like if I find the right organization, I could love it. You know, especially if I'm making really good money, I could see myself, you know, sticking in my current career field. I've been considering going back to school to be an educator and like going back to school to be a teacher. So there's like so many different things that I could see myself doing, which I think makes it harder. <laughs> like it's yeah. good to know that I can like pretty much anything that I could do, but it also makes it hard to just pick something and just do it yeah i recently lost um a boss left and went somewhere else that I, I recently had a good supervisor probably one of the best supervisors i've had frankly in my time and he i think he worded it best in terms of the people that i work with currently we have a pretty small office and he's like you guys are all problem solvers like we are a problem solving office and so for us if you give us problems we're gonna fucking tackle it head on and like we're all we all have a strong work ethic and we're all gonna get shit done but as soon as you like shrink the confines of that lane to us and you're like oh you can't solve these like we're not gonna let you solve this problem like you need to stay here it gets it's tough for us because we're like oh no i know i can solve that like i need to go do that and right. i think it's weird because i'm in a current place in my work that this is one of the few times that i will ever have a lot of freedom and a lot of um you know breadth in the lane that i operate in to just get out and get shit done which is why i think I'm happy now, but as soon as I move somewhere else, I'm going to struggle again because I'm going right. to get put back into a more, uh, you know, into confinement in my role. I'm not going to like that at all. So we'll see, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have a clue. Yeah. I've never known. I've kind of, I've done a little bit of everything. And we kind of talked about that with our jobs Same. episode. And I've never been in a, I've, I still haven't necessarily maybe found a place where I feel like I could do it for the long haul. Yeah. I'll never forget, dude. I talked to a family member one time who put in 20 years at a large corporation, made it all the way through, retired, did very well for himself. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. When he retired, I said, that's awesome. Congratulations. Like, how was it? Like, how was the 20 years? And he's like, it was fucking miserable. Yeah. He's like, I was miserable every day for 20 years. I was like, I'm never going to be that person. Yeah. Ever. I'm never going to do that. Well, and I think that's one thing that, like, I, I totally recognize like zero loyalty to an organization. And if I truly wasn't happy somewhere, I would have no qualms about leaving. Like I've, I've, I've basically left jobs on the spot before. Like it wasn't really on the spot. Like I put in my two weeks to be nice yeah. and they were just like, hey, get out of here. Um, but it's like, uh, yeah, I just, that's my biggest thing is like, I can't be somewhere where I'm not happy. And yep. I, I think for me, I have to recognize that my happiness has to, I don't want to say my happiness has to take a back seat, but my happiness changes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'm happy doing what I'm doing, doing what I'm doing now, working with the people that I work with, but also, like, I would be happy as well if I was making more money and I didn't have the stress of not making as much money as I would like to be making and know that I'm putting more money towards get it, you know, being able to buy a house in the next couple of years here and I'm, you know, happy to be able to tell my wife if she wants to quit her job and pursue being a dog trainer, like she's talked about, like, yeah, if I was making more money, I could do that. I could be like, yeah, 
you don't we don't need your job we can just you we can take this time and you can really try and you know build that so it's like there's so like there's so many different levels of happiness too which i think needs to be talked about and it's also yeah. I, it's, I think it's okay to accept that like your happiness can change like you can be 25 years old and you can be happy working a sales job and busting your ass and working 80 hours a week. And Dude, then it by should time, change as you as you age. It yeah. should change. And then you hit 32 and you're like, you know what? Management work where I'm doing not this is fine for me. Like you I have think, to, you have to grow as you get older. And yeah. maybe there's people that are content in their same state for their entire life. But as soon as you get to a point where like you've grown to a different level and you're no longer happy in your role, then fucking change. Like I said, you don't owe that company shit. And at the end of the day, also, because you brought it up, fuck companies that try to discourage you from talking salary with your co-workers. Yeah. Like, absolutely fuck that shit. Like, you have every right to discuss your salary, and that's how you get fair and equal benefits for everybody. Like, yep. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, that's... We could do probably a whole episode on, like, some of the stories I've heard about that. But, yeah, like, I think my dad's been a really good example for me from that, too. Like, my dad has been as high as, like the third person in line to run an organization and he wasn't happy there anymore. And he left, he Good. took a, he took a pay cut to go to a company yeah. that he knew was going to treat him better overall. Yeah. And I think he's like been obviously like I've learned a lot from him in my entire life. Um, but just from like that aspect, like he's never been afraid to switch jobs. He doesn't care that when he goes to buy a car, they have to like question his credit. Cause it's newer. He hasn't been at the job as long. Like, He's not afraid that it might not work out. Like he's built himself up to a point where he's like, I know what I'm doing. I know how to do my job. I can go yeah. anywhere I want and do whatever I want and I'll be yeah. successful at it. And I think like that's the key. Like that's ultimately like been my biggest takeaway from like looking at, at jobs. It's like wherever I go, I'm in charge of how I feel there and I'm in charge of my success there. And yeah. I think that's like ultimately like how I want to wrap this up is basically just like, if you find yourself, if you're out there and you're considering a career switch, you're considering going back to school. Like if it's the switch that you want to make and you're confident in making that switch, do it. You're going to regret it if you don't. And I think Dude, even if you're not hundred percent confident, sometimes you do have to take, take that chance, which really goes into other conversations we've had too about, you know, saving money and setting yourself up. You need to have a little bit set to the side as best as you can so that you can take some of those risks. Like yeah. I can have, two or three months salary saved up so I can pop over to a different job. And if it doesn't work out, I can be looking for something else, yeah. like constantly looking to the future rather than, you know, always being worried. And money is always going to play a factor in all of that. So maybe you end up stuck with somewhere a little bit longer than you want to while you're looking for somewhere else. But as long as you can kind of put some to the side and prepare yourself for that kind of a situation, like dude, at the end of the day, you take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Like exactly. it's a short life. I don't know what everybody's beliefs are, but in my opinion, you need to do what you have to for yourself in this life because it's at the end of it. I don't want to look back and be like, I spent 15 fucking miserable years with a corporation and when I could have gone and worked somewhere else and been happy. Yep. So I'd rather take, and that's where I've gotten to is I'd rather, I think I'd rather take the risk of not being happy than just being content. I think I'm tired of being like, I'm yeah. comfortable sure. here. I yeah. think I'm at I'm getting to the point where I'm willing to take that risk and just say fuck it and bet on myself. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you, man. I encourage you to do that. Like I said, I I think I'm gonna have I've got about a year and a half left to decide yeah. uh, what my next step is. At least the the very next step. At, at what point it's gonna be a it's gonna be a 
a major shift depending on what decision I make there. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But I'm looking forward to that time too. To the future, man. To the future. All right. Speaking what do you of the first one. Thank you for uh tapping into that. That's exactly where I was going to. So I'm gonna give this one a six point five. Okay. I think it Solid. is good, but it is very, very, very basic. Yeah. It is like the most basic of basics, and I had to drink a whole pint of it. So I made my way through it, and I'm going to give it a 6.5. I am basically done with my first one, too. I'm about to take my last sip here, but I gave mine a 7.6. It's very good. Um, I am looking forward to trying some of the variations of this that they have because I definitely taste the chocolate, and I definitely taste the peanut butter, so I can get where they're going with it. And I know how creative they've gotten with some of the offshoots of this, so I'm just really excited to try other ones. But I think 7.6, it's a, I would, you know, I would recommend anybody to try it if you like stouts. Sweet. The next one up for me is the Lakewood Brewing Temptress Imperial Milk Stout. Looking a little seductive on the fucking <laughs> bottle there, but it's a Temptress. That smells good. So let's see how this goes. Dude, as My... long as I never get one that's as bad as the ones that we did on the joint podcast, oh, I'm that be happy. Fucking porter we had. Uncle Bear's They were all so bad. Cup porter. I gave it a one point four, you gave it a one. That this smells terrible. pretty good. I my next one is Hubbard's Cave. Uh, it's a another Hubbard's Imperial. Cave. It's it's another Hubbard's Cave. Hubbard's Cave and Transient are very common in my area, and they do a lot of stuff with stouts. So you're gonna see those a lot, no matter what I do. Uh, but this is their Maple Imperial Stout. The stout that got me into stouts was a maple based stout. So I'm intrigued as to how this one turns out and see if it compares at all. But yeah, fair enough. While I finish this first one and get the second one cracked open, Kyle, what is your second topic for the evening if you look into your twitter dms i just sent you what you're gonna need for this topic but we've teased this before we've talked about it we've kind of sniffed our way around it but because of the fact that very recently i've been forced to eat a ton of shitty shitty fast food i think it's finally time that we don't talk about underrated or overrated we just go straight to the whole list and we have to rank fast food restaurants i'm so in all right i'm already okay there is a never been in this one so here's what i'm going to do for this one do we want to rate this together or separate uh we can do it together but what i did before i sent that to you is i immediately put everything that i've never been to and threw it right into the never been category so that i can just immediately check those off and forget about it all right give me one second here so while you're doing that i'm just going to list these off so there is 70 plus is what it says uh fast food restaurants on here i don't know what that means or exactly how many there are here because i'm not going to count but for the Never Bends, I've never been to Lilo's Barbecue, however that's pronounced. Where's that one? It's got a chicken on there with a flaming Lilo. Uh, blue logo, all blue letters, Lilo. There we go. Yep, I've never been there either. I've never I've, been to Hungry Howie's. Have you ever been there? Neither have I, but I know there was a ton of them in Florida when I was there, but I never went. Uh, I've never been to Zaxby's. I have been to Zaxby's. I've never been to Steak and Shake. You're kind of missing out, but not. I didn't even I'm... know this was real, but I've never been to the Krusty Krab. Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. That might just be a troll in there. I think... Because I don't think that's real. I but I've like never been there regardless. It's gotta be a troll. I don't even see it. Am I... It's a giant fucking clamshell that says a Krusty Krab. Oh, yeah, that's a troll. There's no way there's a real Krusty Krab out there. If there I'm is, somebody let here. us know right now. Um, uh, I've never been to Friendlies. Friendlies, Friendlies, Friendlies. It's just red text. Kyle, there's a lot of text on my screen. It's right just 
one word. There's Give no logo. It's literally There's... just... I don't know. I already moved them all. Anyway, I've never been to Friendlies. I've never been to Johnny Rockets. Oh, I have. I'm leaving that one because I've been there. As far as I remember, I've never been to a Del Taco. I've been to a Del Taco, so I'll leave that. I've never been to El Pollo Loco. Uh, neither have I. From what I've heard, I'm not missing out. I've never been to Bonefish Grill, even though I feel like maybe I have. I don't recall it, so I'm going to skip that one. Bonefish, it's the same um, parent company as... Who is it? It's the same parent company as, uh, I want to say Red Lobster. I feel like whoever built this was definitely a Florida person because the next one that I've never been to is Beef O'Brady's. And I remember that being in Florida. And I think I had drinks there one time downtown, but I've never eaten there. Yeah, I've never, I've never even heard of it. Bonefish, it's the same parent organization as Carabas and Outback. Okay. Uh, I've I never been to. I feel like I've been there, but. You can tell me how you want me to do this, but I've never eaten at the Cheesecake Factory, but I did very recently have a piece of cheesecake from there, so I could um, rank it from that standpoint, but I don't think I should. I've been there enough to rank it for the both of us, so Perfect. I'm going to keep that one on the list. Never been to Carabas? I have. Never been to Bob Evans? I have. Never been to Tim Hortons? I have. I think there's a chance that I had at least drinks at On the Border one time, but I've never eaten there. I that used to be my parents' favorite place to go, so I've definitely been there. Never eaten at a Crystal. I feel like that's a gas station. No, it's um, it's like the South's version of White Castle, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, okay. Well, I've never eaten there, and I've, I've never, never eaten, eaten at um, Cheddar's. I'm going to keep Cheddar's on there. If you come visit us, we're going to Cheddar's. Okay. They are. It is one of my favorite restaurants in our area, but it's the same company as... It's another one that's the same parent company um all right while you sort your while you sort your i've never been or i've never eaten i'm gonna take a pee really quick i'm I'm sharing our screen so i see that yeah yeah so i've got pretty much oh oh we're gonna rank them literally together yeah we're gonna do this together and we're gonna argue with each other if we feel like something should move give me one second i'll be right back do what you gotta do thank you everybody who is still here for tuning in uh, it's really nice to have Kyle back. It's really nice to be able to uh, get back in the pod and talk to you guys. Um, don't hesitate to ever uh, share a comment like my Uncle Kyle sharing that Crystal is nastier than White Castle. And that is saying a lot because White Castle might be the worst restaurant in the entire world. Um, and I may be biased there, but there was a fun story about White Castle. So there is one. Uh, there's many in our area where we live in Illinois here. But... Um, we, one time we were having some friends over, having some drinks, and it was getting later in the night, and we were deciding on something to eat, and our friend said he was going to order White Castle. I did not believe him. I should have believed him. The case of the Crave case was delivered to our apartment, to which I promptly decided it was time for me to go to bed because that was a better option, being completely starving, drunk, and tired, than eating White Castle. So, for what it's worth, uh, you can avoid White Castle. That is going to be in an F tier. I don't care what Kyle says about it. That is going at the bottom of the barrel and is never going to make its way up. White Castle used to have the chicken rings. Those were delicious. Um, But you live and you learn. You grow up and you realize that chicken from different restaurants tastes a lot better than the chicken at White Castle. Um, 
Another thing too, um, we have a lot of people who tune in here. So if you ever want to see us try some of your favorite drinks and see what those end up tasting like, we, we are always more than happy to try something new. So, um, you know, shoot us a DM on Twitter, um, leave us a comment on the, uh, the video and we can always, you know, try something new. So Kyle, you're back. Um, I, I am I just, sorry. No, you're all good. I just ranted and raved and uh, told a little bit of a story while you were gone. So let's go ahead and start this list off. So where would you put Arby's? Oh, dude, you're not going to like my answer to this. But first of all, I lost my tolerance completely for this podcast by drinking, by the way. I was getting really good at not going to the bathroom in the middle of a podcast. And then I had a fucking pint my first episode back. Uh, Anyway, Arby's to me, god shit, baby. I put Arby's at an S level. I love fucking Arby's, dude. So... Like I said, there's when we full rank this as a team, I think there's going to have to be some compromise here. Sure, compromise, debate, whatever, man. We can work our way there. I wouldn't put them at an S tier. So here's my thing. Arby's is my road trip food. And for whatever reason, when I was coming, I was growing up, my dad loved Arby's. So if we ever had like a graduation party or anything, my dad would go fucking to Arby's and rent one of their goddamn crock pots full of fucking roast beef. Hey. And he'd get the buns and everything, dude. It is like the clutchest way to cater, probably relatively cheaply, and I love Arby's. So Arby's is very good. I wouldn't put it at S tier. Um, Plus, Carly introduced me to Broncoberry sauce, which is actually pretty good. I don't love it as much as her, but the jalapeno poppers from Arby's are fire, and you put them in a little bit of Broncoberry. Jake doesn't think Arby's is an S tier fast food restaurant. I, I would put it at. I would say A tier is a good compromise. Mm-hmm. I'd probably personally put it in B. You're going to put it in S. I think A tier is a very good compromise. I'll take that compromise. I'm definitely not allowing you to put Arby's at a B tier. It's I, I, For me, it's B tier. I think there are other options that I would choose more regularly. I do think Arby's is wildly underrated. I yes. think a lot of people would probably put Arby's as like a D tier restaurant. And that's just because they haven't ordered anything besides like a basic ass beef and cheddar or just like I something. I fucking love classic beef and cheddar. I do. I do too. <laughs> but there's such better options on the Arby's menu than the beef and cheddar. The funny thing about the like Arby's though is every time I go there, and I feel like maybe it's just Arby's is a product of an older generation, but every time we go there, it's like 80 year old people plus yes. in the fucking drive through and then there's us. Yeah. You ever had a Jamocha shake from Arby's? Uh, maybe actually. It's like their, it's like their coffee. It's like a coffee yeah, yeah, yeah. chocolate blend. Yeah, that yeah. shit slaps. You dip some curly fries in that. Ooh, but makes the right, Wendy man. makes Wendy's fries with a frosty taste like shit. Um, checkers for me, I think Checkers is overrated. A lot of people by us love Checkers. I I don't get the appeal. The one really close to us just closed and is turning into a better restaurant that we're going to talk about in a few few restaurants here. But I'd probably put Checkers as like a D tier. I just think it's an overpriced version of other things that are out there. I'll take your opinion on that one because the one time that I think I maybe had Checkers, if I've had Checkers, was I was at work one time in Florida and I just bounced out real quick, grabbed it, ate it, and then came back to work. I don't really recall that experience, so I'll just trust your judgment there. So call that a D tier? Sure. Nice. All right, Jack in the Box is next. Do you want me to go first on my opinion here? Yeah, let's hear yours. All right, I think I would put... So the weird thing is, is on this list, right, there's a lot of restaurants that I wouldn't really consider fast food. There's like some... Yeah, there's, there's quite a few... sit-down restaurants. Yeah, there's quite a few I wouldn't consider food. fast food here. Well, that's fine. So I will say that I, I really do like Jack in the Box. The big thing for me is that it's the convenience factor because it's literally right next to my house. Yeah. Uh, and that's close. the first time ever. So up up until living here, 
I didn't really have much Jack in the Box, in my opinion, wouldn't have been that great on them, probably. But now I'm going to at least put them in the B tier because every time it's like late night, because the one right next to my house is open 24, and I can mm -hmm. just pop in there and grab food, and they have an oddly diverse selection of fast food. They do. They have a little bit of literally everything. Yes. Like... And it's all okay. Like, I haven't had anything that was really bad there. Yeah. So I like Jack in the Box. I'd put it at least at a B tier. I, I'll, I'm I'm going to wholeheartedly agree there. I Again, it's not it's not local. In, it's not in the Illinois area. It's not really in the Midwest at all, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. it's very Southern. Very Southern. Um, but the, few, the times that I have had it, I have enjoyed it. So I've got no complaints there. Sweet. Um, next is Jimmy John's. I'm always going to rank sub shops low. Um, I yeah, do you're think not a Jimmy, sandwich guy. I, I do think Jimmy John's is one of the better ones out there. I'd probably put it at a C tier. Yeah, I'd, I'd maybe buy that if it wasn't for the competition around it. I think I'd actually probably throw it lower because even though I do like subs, I think I would almost put it into like borderline F tier because I would go to almost any of these places before I would go to Jimmy John's unless I'm just really yeah. craving a sandwich. I'm, I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt of being like a sandwich spot that I will eat. I do like the yeah. food there. I think I think D is a good middle ground. Like I think I'll there's take a, it. I, I'm putting D in kind of the same tier as Checkers in the sense that like it's not my last choice, which is where I'm going to put anything that's an F tier. But yeah. there's better in the category. I think we might adjust that later if I had to guess. But yeah, I will we take can, that for now. We can adjust sure. as we go. Um, next up is Sonic. This is my s tier like sonic is my hands down favorite oh, man. it's like one of my favorite fast food places in the world i'd be interested to hear carly's opinion on this too honestly because i have had very minimal exposure to sonic in my lifetime but the first time i ever had it i was like holy shit this is the greatest thing in the world and every time since then i have been disappointed it's like, I, it is hit or miss i will i will give you that sometimes i have had below average sonic but overall like from a taste perspective from an options perspective like there's not a bad thing on their menu they have Ugh, they have things at, they have things that you can't really get at other fast food places like their drink selection is top tier you know when it comes there, to it's not it they is. have a bunch of fucking slushies and shit i just don't th i don't know but for i'm not with you but for I a fast food spot what other fast food spot on here on this list would you ever consider getting a slushie at true they are unique but that doesn't mean that they're good i would i would argue a c tier almost for sonic but i will accept a compromise of some sort here i know you didn't like arby's i will allow you to put sonic into the a tier i put i put arby's higher than you just put sonic i just really don't like sonic I am going to put Sonic in A tier. That. It's going to end up being a lower A tier item, but I yes. I will put it. In yeah, we can rank with within the tiers at the end if we really want. Um, next is Whataburger. This is probably one of my more controversial opinions of the whole episode. I think Whataburger is overrated. Hmm. I would, you know, you saw me eat In and Out for the first time in my entire life, and yes. I would say that In and Out was better than Whataburger. Okay. For what it's worth, I'd probably I think put, I'd put Whataburger as like a C tier. Like it's it's better than Checkers, so I'm not gonna put it in the same category. But that's like the level at which like I think Whataburger sits. I would almost be willing to accept that. But when I look at this, right, like I think Jack in the Box is really good, probably worthwhile to have that in the B tier. 
but sometimes I think the Whataburger burgers, just from a burger standpoint, are better than Jack in the Box, which would make me want to push towards a B, low B, C territory. I was going to do C. You're saying low B to C. I'll put it in C for now. Yeah, I'm fine with that. We can adjust. Like, there's a lot of the restaurants. The weird thing, though, is, like I said, like I have, to, I have to take into account the whole restaurant, which is why I think Jack in the Box is better because they have I agree. better selections. I would agree. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, next is White Castle. You're never. This is going to be the my last choice of this whole list, no matter what. I am 100% fine with you just throwing that straight in the F. Sick. Easy. Um, I think it is, like, f- fine. I, told I feel this, like White Castle equals diarrhea. I told this story when you were in the bathroom of one time we had a party. Not really a party. We had some friends over, um, and we were all hungry. We were going to order steak and shake, but this, the – for whatever reason, we couldn't get it on Uber Eats or DoorDash or whatever we were using. So the person who was ordering the food told no one else that he was picking White Castle. A Crave case showed up at our apartment. I went to bed instead of eating. I was like, <laughs> nope, I'm, I'm good. So White I've Castle, honestly never really looked or lived within the vicinity of one. You're ever. lucky. And so I haven't had to eat that very often, but they make those like fucking buy in the freezer section burgers that are fucking disgusting and they're always yeah, freezer burnt. Oh, burn. God. And I think I've only had the actual restaurant food maybe one time. And I was like, okay, it's like literally paper thin meat on a fucking bun. If my choice is White Castle or starving, I will not eat. Like, I'm not (laughs) kidding. I would rather just starve. All right, man. Next on the list is IHOP. So I I had to eat IHOP on vacation. (laughs) Um, I would never pick IHOP. So I think IHOP's fine. I would put them maybe in the C tier. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's never my first choice for breakfast. If it, if you if you're eating it in a pinch, it's fine. But yeah. I would rather like, I'd rather. Pick I think a... IHOP is better than some breakfast places, so I would throw that there. Yeah. I'd rather pick almost any mom and pop shop that I've been to for yeah, breakfast. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm just trying I... to think of fast food breakfast. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be real. IHOP's not fast food. And it like there's are there's some in here that just aren't fast food. Well, I would almost argue the opposite on that one. IHOP is fast food. It's just fast food where you have to sit down to get your fast food. So it's like it's quality wise, it's definitely fast food, which is why I think it's fine to be on this list. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Next is Papa John's. I'd probably put this. Eh, This is almost where I need like in between tiers. You're going to have to compromise with me, me on this one, too, because Papa John's is the holy one for me. I fucking love Papa John's. It's going to the S category, in my opinion. I'm going to look at it in terms of the other pizza places that are on this list. Yep. And I would agree it's probably the best pizza place on this list, but I do think fast yes. food pizza, there's a gla- there's at least one glaring omission from this list, if not two. I will compromise and I will go the top of B tier for Papa oh, John's. No, that hurts. It hurts my heart. I love Papa John's. You can I convince convince me otherwise. There's no way I'm gonna convince you. I just of all quick pizza chains, Papa John's is by, like leagues above. Like it is my by far favorite. I will compromise with you. I'll I'll put this in the bottom of the A tier, but mod pizza is not on this list, and mod pizza is the goat fast still food. haven't had it you another thing to put to the list of when you come to sh- when you come visit we're going to cheddars we're going to mod pizza okay 
Put it in the category. Even yeah, though what are you going to do when you go visit Jake? Oh, I'm going to eat a bunch of fucking fast food. Cheddar, Cheddar's is not fast food. Cheddar's being on this list is like one of the real things on this list that's like it's just not fully fast food at all because Cheddar's is 100% a sit-down restaurant. Um, all right, next on the list is Panda. And I'll let you roll with your opinion first. Panda's the hardest one for me to rank on this whole list because I, when I'm eating the food, I would put Panda in an S tier. But the way that I feel afterwards makes me want to drop it down to, like, I would say probably the top of B tier for me. Holy shit, that's a steep jump. I would say, at the very least, this is a middle A tier All right. restaurant. You Like I said, the, the, the actual taste of the food itself puts me into an S tier. You must I'm, just have, like, a fucking expired food restaurant near you because Panda doesn't ever make me feel sick. I love I, Panda. To, for In fact, I had Panda for dinner tonight. For clarity's sake, part of the reason Panda makes me feel like shit is because I 100% overeat every time I get it. So it's okay. More, it's yeah, my, I'll buy it's, that. It's my fault more than anything, but it's it's something I do have to consider. Um, next is Popeyes. I think Popeyes is a solid top of B tier. There's nothing offensive about any of their food. It's one of the better fast, like you know, chicken restaurants that are out there. I'm comfortable putting it at the top of the B tier. I don't think it's an A tier food for me. A tier foods for me are something that I'm choosing like more often than not. And maybe it's just because there's not one super close to me, but I don't pick Popeyes that often. But I do Did think you say it's very top good. of the B tier. Yeah. Because I would put this at maybe the top of the C tier, but I will give you my bias on this one, and that I fucking hate almost every fast food chicken restaurant. That's fair. I think, so first of all, if you don't know this about me, bone in anything makes me want to throw up. I don't I like do, bones I know in that. food. The, the listeners might not, but I Right, that's that. what I'm saying, yeah. And so for me, most of these places are like heavily invested in bone in chicken, which makes yeah. me want to fucking die. Uh, and the only other thing that I would eat there is like chicken strips or like a KFC Famous Bowl or uh, chicken sandwiches, which I think the chicken sandwich has gotten way too hyped up in the last couple of years. I agree. And so overall for me, like Popeye's is like, meh. I'll put it at the top of the C. In my opinion, I would not give it any better than that. I'm going to say I'm comfortable with that. So we'll, we'll roll with that. I, I don't really have any complaints there. Um, Little Caesars. Uh, my wife is going to get mad at me. I'd probably put that in like C tier. You have the benefit of a $5 pizza, which is hard to beat, but it's also like not great pizza. Like you're paying for what you get. But I would say top of C, yeah. low B for me. So if we were going to do like a pure price to quality ratio, Little Caesars is like highly underrated in my opinion. Yeah. Because oh, I think I... you get, it's decent and yeah. it's super cheap. I have I have no complaints about Little Caesars. Like when, if I want pizza and I drive past the Little Caesars, I will, without regard, stop at a Little Caesars, get two pizzas and some crazy bread and call it a day. I've reached a point in my life where I'll probably not have Little Caesars unless it's like a maximum convenience factor probably ever again. <laughs> but that being said, I do think it's it, there's a value there. But uh, I would say C is fine with me. Yeah, I'll put it I'll put it above Popeyes because I do think it's better than Popeyes. Okay. Um, Zaxby's, I know you haven't had it. I have not. Of the chicken on this list, it is the one that I have probably enjoyed the most zaxby's i don't like a lot of like the chain chicken sauces but zaxby's sauce is probably my favorite of the like chick-fil-a sauce raising cane sauce type of food i'm still not gonna put it any higher 
than I would Popeyes though. Like this would be like a C tier for me. I'll have to trust your opinion. Never had. So it. I'm gonna put it right next to Popeyes. I'm gonna put it behind Whataburger. Actually, I'd probably rather get. If I were to pick, I'd probably pick Whataburger over Zaxby's. Burger King next on the list. I think Burger King is. I'd probably put it at a B tier personally. I do think it's a little underrated by a lot of people, but I do think like the Burger King fanatics overrated a ton. But it's solid. I have no complaints about any time that I've been to Burger King. Yeah, I'm with you. I've had like one shitty Burger King restaurant experience. So nice and easy. Wendy's. Wendy's, I think, I think, of the burger places, is very underrated. I think Wendy's is pretty good. I was going to put Wendy's at the top of A tier. The top of A? Wow. I'd put, I'd put Wendy's above Arby's. I would not, but I do think Wendy's is better than Sonic. I would mm. I would agree with that. That's where it's hard for me. I'd pick Sonic over mm. Wendy's anytime. So how are you going to put it at the top of A tier? I'm not going to put it in front of Arby's. It's not going all the way over there. You can just drop it in the A tier. We'll talk about that later. All right. I'm going to put it in we'll front of... We'll both agree on that. I'm going to put it in front of Sonic for now. For now. Taco Bell. Hear me out here. <laughs> Taco Bell is an A tier restaurant. Taco Bell is an A tier restaurant. <laughs> Taco Bell, you can say whatever you want about it being drunk food, about it not being real Mexican food. That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. Taco Bell, you can eat it at any time. It's not as hard on your stomach as people like to make it seem. The people who make Taco Bell seem like it's hard on your stomach have incredibly weak stomachs and eat their chicken every single day with salt and pepper and nothing else and just don't know what seasoning tastes like. Taco Bell seasoning's not that good, but their options are solid. There's a little bit of everything there. Their breakfast is incredibly underrated, and they have Baja Blast. Dude, have you have you had first of all have you had a Baja Blast freeze? Yes, I have. Delicious. Very delicious. I just had that for the first time when I was on vacation. Second of all, have you ever heard of potted meat? Probably, but off the top of my head, no. Because somebody literally just told me that potted meat is what they served you at taco bell so i know that so from what i've heard the ground beef isn't fully ground beef it's closer it's like ground beef and it's like oats there's like stuff that's mixed with it to volumize it yeah i'm never i'm not ordering ground beef when i go to fucking taco bell i'm getting the chicken or the steak because i at least know it's kind of real i don't give a fuck if it's real or not i get beef all the time taco bell is a solid a tier restaurant and i have no qualms about that whatsoever subway f f yeah done I'm, it's not going below White Castle, but yeah. Dude, the only reason anybody ever highly ranks Subway is because of a convenience factor that's everywhere. And it Fuck used, Subway. When it was legitimately, you could walk in there and pay $5 for a foot-long sandwich, it might have been like a C to B tier for me, but that is just completely out of the window at this point. So, I feel like there's a good chance you don't agree with me on this. I would put five guys in the S category. Mm, yeah. If we're talking in terms of the actual food that you're getting, I would agree. I yeah. think it's a little overpriced for what it, it is. is. It is. Agreed. But I, I I will comfortably make Five Guys the first S-tier restaurant on our list. Five Guys burgers are fucking delicious. Okay. Yeah. 100% agree. Their fries, when hot, slap. True. If their fries yep. get cold, you're, you've lost. But They have that special seasoning that I think is good, but they always overdo it too. So you just have to get, I get mine plain now. But Also, when you go 
into a restaurant and they give you something to eat for free while you're chilling there, I think that bumps you up in my category. Peanuts. And those, the peanuts, man. <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten the fucking peanuts. Yeah, well, you're missing out. All right. Dude, speaking of, Texas Roadhouse used to do peanuts and they don't anymore. They, it's not mine. Yeah, no, they don't. Uh, well, I think they do on request. I think they just don't put them out anymore. That was like their thing, though. Like they have the fucking buckets of peanuts. No, they don't. Anymore. Them and Longhorn. I think Longhorn Steakhouse used to do that too. But I don't remember that. It is what it is. Um, this is depending on who you are, a controversial opinion or not. Applebee's is the garbage tier of sit down, fast casual restaurants to me. I would love for one of Carly's best friends to fucking chime in on this because she worked there forever. Crapplebee's <laughs> as we, fuck Applebee's. Yeah, Crapplebee's as we refer to it is an F tier restaurant. Dude, the only thing that I ever get, I would say it's the, the top of the current F tier, but Applebee's is like, you go there because, again, kind of like Subway, it's everywhere and it's convenient, and you know you're what you're going to get, and if you're willing to just accept that, then it's fine. Maybe when they have the dollar drinks, I would go there, but even then, yeah. I know I'm getting 90% water yeah. in the cup. Like, um, Next, Auntie Anne's. I think that's an easy kill into the F as well. Really? It's not really fucking food, dude. It's just pretzels. Yeah, but the the pretzel wrapped hot dogs that they have, man. I've never had those, and I can tell you that everything on here I would have before I would have Auntie Anne's. I would pick Auntie Anne's before Jimmy John's or Subway. Maybe Subway, probably not Jimmy John's. So I would put it above Subway in the F tier. I I would definitely eat it. I'm, I kind of want to just put it bottom D tier. I will accept that for you. Okay, I, it's whatever. I appreciate you. Chili's S tier. Chili's I don't agree. Is an S tier restaurant. You can get Tex, you can get Max, you can get margaritas, the drink specials. You can order the food however you want it. They don't bitch about it when you want something different. As a sit down place, that means a lot to me. Like I've I've literally been to places where they've shamed me for taking something off of their food, and I don't like that because like I could enjoy it just the same whether I have your shitty fucking sauce on it or not. And for uh, me, Chili's is an S tier. If you wanted to say a tier i'll give you a i'm not going to give you anything better than that because first of all my experience with chilies is limited but my second opinion on it is it's not that different from applebee's frankly and the fact that it's everywhere it's always the same shit but it's so it's much probably, better than it's applebee's. better food which is why i'm willing to go from an f to an a as opposed to applebee's but i don't think it's that good so i'm not giving it this but you would would you pick chilies over like papa john's panda express and taco bell or at least yes yes three? and yes yeah okay exactly um chipotle for me i know you don't love chipotle i don't i recognize that chipotle is not everybody's favorite i would personally put it at the top of a tier but if you wanted to put it in the you know high b range i would feel comfortable with that i would give that to you before i'd give you an a yeah for sure i'll put, I'll put high i'll put it at the top of b tier okay De denny's is wildly underrated i would put denny's as a solid b tier Okay, I'll buy it. No uh, my experience with Denny's is pretty limited as well. I like their skillets the couple times I've had them, so sure. Um, Domino's, it's fine. I'd put a it Past me would have definitely put Domino's in the F tier, but I will put them in C now because when they had their complete redo and got their good crust and all that shit, they're definitely better. But bottom of C tier for sure. I'll put it in the middle of C tier then. I'll put it between Whataburger and Zaxby's. Uh, CC's Pizza, garbage. Straight F. Yeah. Trash. Okay. Cool. Fucking garbage. Cardboard I would still bullshit. pick it over Applebee's or Subway, though. Yeah. Same. 
Um, but it's fucking garbage. Hardee's. I know a lot of people who love it. It's I've maybe had it three or four times in my whole life. I'd yeah. probably put it in D tier because I do think it's better than everything in D tier. Yeah, I'd have to look at the rest of the burger places on. If we're going to put Whataburger to C, then Hardee's is definitely at least a D. Yeah. Um, in and out I'd probably put it the top, the, the top of C tier. Agreed. Yeah, it's it's good. Don't get me wrong. in and out is good, but there are better options out there in the category. Yep. Um, KFC is, I think, underrated. I'd comfortably put them in B tier. Uh, they at least the give you one? variety amongst chicken restaurants that you don't get at a lot of places. They do unique things. Like you're talking yeah. about like with the... Um, like the fi- bowls, yeah, the famous bowl. Um, you know, I think their sides are better than a lot of the yeah, places. You don't have to convince so. me. I'll take a B. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. I'd put it above KFC. I'd put it here. That hurts because then I'd almost have to put KFC at the top of a C. Um, I don't terribly disagree with you. I think Buffalo Wild Wings though is progressively getting worse and worse and worse yes, and worse. You you are correct. Which is why I think I have to put Buffalo at a C. I'm gonna. Would you put Buffalo Wild Wings above KFC though? I don't know that I would, which is part of my confliction here. I'm gonna put it in front for now. We can do a final confirmation. Uh, Chick Fil A to me. Did you put that in a B? I I would put Buffalo Wild Wings above KFC. All right. Okay. Um, we, again, we can do a final discussion That's fine. at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Chick-fil-A to me is probably middle of A tier. Oh, that sucks because I think Chick-fil-A of chicken places is the best. If Easily you want to put, best. if you want to put Chick-fil-A in an S tier, it's not going to take a lot of convincing. I would. All right, there you go. It's in S tier. Okay. Which is weird for me because I used to be a big Chick-fil-A hater. And now I fucking love it. So uh, spicy chicken sandwich, no pickle, add American cheese. Southwest That's... salad, delicious. Mac and cheese, delicious. Lemonade, delicious. Sweet tea, delicious. Their lemonade is to die for. Um, Panera, I think I'll put it at at the top of D, and that's just because you are getting decent quality food while you're there. But yeah. to me, Panera is yeah. nothing more than overpriced hospital food. Yeah, I'm not quite as low on it as you are, but I would agree with the positioning. Uh, Long John Silver's. Literally the only thing that I've ever had there is a, uh, what are the fuck are those little bread things? The Hush Puppies? Hush Puppy, because I don't like seafood, so I'll let you rank this one. I would put it, I'd honestly put it over Panera, but I don't think it's in the same level as like the IHOP and stuff, so I'd say top of D tier for me. That's fine. It's, uh, it used to be what my parents would get when they were hungover, but that was the only time we've ever eaten it. Marco's Pizza, I think I've had once in my life. I've also had once in my life, and I can tell you very clearly that it was better than Domino's. All right. I'll put it above Domino's. The one time that I had it. I would probably agree I'm not a huge Domino's guy, except for when they send me coupons. Um, all right. So this is probably... I already know be, what you're going to fucking do This here, is going to be the most contentious of everything here. McDonald's zest here. Dude, you know what? I'm not... I won't even fight you. I will say it's the bottom of that tier. It is the bottom of that tier. It is fast food. It is... Dollar menu, I'll take breakfast, it. lunch, dinner, dessert, if you want ice cream, when their ice cream machines are working. It's got everything. Boom. So I'm going to give you my contentious one on the next one. DQ, I'm going to put in a B tier. 
you have no complaints for me. Where you want it in B tier? Uh, I think it's better than KFC. Agreed. I'm less familiar with Denny's, so I, I probably don't have much of an opinion there. But I would probably put it behind Burger King. Mm. I'm gonna make I'd an exact decision, and I'm gonna put it right next to Jack in the Box because I think Dairy Queen has the most underrated food, maybe maybe even more underrated than McDonald's. But the one thing that's funny about it though is it's really just like very generic bullshit. It is, chicken it is. And stuff, but it's good. But it's it is. They give you gravy with they the sure chicken do. strips. Oh man. Plus you can get some of the best ice if I were to pick like ice cream to get, I would pick Dairy Queen. Yeah. I wouldn't, but that's fine. I'll buy that. Pizza Hut. If this was six years ago, they'd probably be in B tier. Yep. But they have gone so downhill. Yep. I'd put them at the bottom of C tier. I would just drop them into D. We already have two pizza places in C. I would drop them straight into the beginning of D tier. All right. Krispy Kreme donuts. I mean, we're ranking donuts at this point. It's not really a restaurant. Somehow I would, that got out of order for me. But yeah, okay, I got you. I think, I think Starbucks was... I think I accidentally like clicked too low and dragged up. But we're going to do Krispy Kreme. I'll put it at the, I'll put it at the top of C tier. I think Krispy Kreme is like the quintessential average donut. I don't like donuts. I eat them when I they're available. I would not be willing to put that at the top of C because I think In-N-Out's better. I think Buffalo Wild Wings is better. And I think it should go in front of Little Caesars. Okay. Not really much complaint there. Starbucks. Okay, if we were ranking coffee, that'd be a different thing. We're ranking food. So Starbucks is straight into the F tier for me. Their food's fucking frozen bullshit that they throw in the microwave for 30 seconds and give it to you There's i'd put them at, i'd put them at the bottom of d tier fair enough i do think their their food's not that bad it's not that bad but the fact that you have to say it's not that bad not that <laughs> bad at least puts you, the but, but not that bad puts you above f tier for me f tier for me okay. is you have garbage food Dude, i don't think applebee's is that bad then applebee's food is garbage it's Dane got spaghetti boring. one time at an Applebee's. And Why would was, you ever do that? <laughs> because we were about to play a baseball game. Like, you, you had to fuel up, you know? The one I thing that I like there is their, like, honey chicken pasta, whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know what it is, but it's yeah, pretty I good. Don't, I don't know. Um, Steak and Shake, you've never had. Steak and Shake is the quintessential drunk food for me. Like, it's where you go at 2 in the morning because nothing else is open. And you get an average cheeseburger and decent fries. I'd put it at the top of C tier. Fair enough. Go ahead. Waffle House. Waffle House is the queen bee of diarrhea. It's also the trashiest restaurant that you'll ever go to. But, yes. So, I would be comfortable putting this at the bottom of D. I'd put this above Starbucks and Auntie Anne's, personally. I'm okay with that. I would also put it in front of Jimmy John's if we're being 100% honest. I will accept that as well. Okay. Um, Church's Chicken. I do think Church's is probably at the same level as Zaxby's. I'd probably put it like low C tier. I think Church's is the most disgusting chicken place I've ever been to in my entire life. Uh, that might just be an isolated incident, but I've only done it one time and it was fucking horrific. Well, I'm going to lower it on my ranking then, but I'm still going to put it in front of Pizza Hut. Okay. So Johnny Rockets, the few times that I've had it have been um, at or near amusement parks where it's inevitably part of like the, not buffet, but like dining area that's there. I think it's fine. Um, I would put it probably 
below IHOP but above churches. So you could do like top of D, low C tier here, and I could. Have at it. It's all yours. I'm gonna put it below. I think it's better than the D tier, so I'm gonna put it a little bit higher. Del Taco. Never been. I, I have very limited experience there, but the experiences have not been good. It's going at the bottom of D tier. Okay. D stands for something. You'll figure it out. Olive Garden. This might act. This might legitimately be my most contentious opinion here. Trash. I hate Olive Garden so much. I'm not a pasta guy, so maybe that's part of it. But like, I have never felt good leaving an Olive Garden. Okay, I have to counter argue then because although I don't disagree with you that Olive Garden is garbage food as a whole, because I think they try to make themselves into a high quality restaurant and they are absolutely not. It is fast food, really. Um, their Zupa soup is to die for. Never had it. Uh, Unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks. Fucking fantastic. Breadsticks are delicious. Salad their is Their breadsticks are, are A tier. Everything yeah, else. Their salad is fantastic, though, too. Everything else on the menu, I would accept C at best. So I would put them low C category with our current categories. And by low, I mean above Domino's and Marco's, probably. And IHOP. Hmm. That's I'm gonna, how I I'm going to put them here, but I'm, that, that drops Johnny Rockets down for me. Um, Red Robin. Yum. There, I think if, if Five Guys is S tier, I think Red Robin has to be S tier as well. So I would have to almost trust your judgment. I've only had Red Robin maybe once or twice in my life. I think it was good, though. Red Robin, to me, is like if I'm going somewhere to get a burger and it's not like a local place, it's Red Robin. I think the rest of these are going to be pretty easy to burn through hopefully because we are going to push well into your time for your second topic so we should probably yeah, kind of my, along. my second topic is nice and quick anyway cracker barrel is an s tier for me i have had it one time and one time only it was for a breakfast and i didn't find it that great i would compromise and let you have the a tier that i'm gonna put it at the a. very top of a tier that's okay uh i'll let you have arby's ahead of it because i know that's what you want um dave and busters we've talked about your love for dave and busters do you love dave and busters i've never been there in my entire life the food there is judge it just on the food not the overall experience but just the food the food is comparable to like your opinion on chilies to me i would put it above panda really Hmm. yes 100 percent. i don't know if i can do that i'll do it it has to be better than wendy's really yes all right bob evans i've only had their breakfast but it slaps never been i would put bob evans below panda but above taco bell okay i'll put it below taco bell because you've never had it so i don't think it's fair to rank it any higher okay but if it's mostly like a like a north central midwest if that really makes sense like the ohio area ohio michigan is where i've had it never had it um tim hortons never had it's like a fancy duncan i'd put it like i'd put it in c tier because i don't think it's d tier but i don't really think it's any higher than ihop like i'd go to tim hortons over ihop because tim hortons has a drive-thru but that's about it on the border never been i it's american as fuck mexican food 
I'm going to put it below Tim Hortons, but it's it's very average to me. Duncan, I would put above Tim Hortons and probably above IHOP, if I'm being honest. Okay, so this is where I chime in, and I say all these donut places are an immediate, like, D or F to me. But Duncan, Duncan is more than just donuts. It's not. It's fucking donuts and coffee, dude. Have you ever had a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant or bagel from there? No. Bacon wake-up wrap? You can buy just a bag of bacon. That sounds, sell you a bag to of me, bacon. similar to Starbucks, though. But Starbucks is like microwaved as fuck. Like Dunkin' is at least better. So t- higher up in the D tier then. I would I I don't think I can put Dunkin' lower than bottom of C tier. You think Dunkin' is better than Churches, Pizza Hut, Long John, Panera, Checkers, and Waffle House? Yeah. I don't. I Jess and I eat Dunkin' all the time. I would one thousand percent put it over any of the anything in D tier. Top of D then. That's my compromise. <laughs> It's a fucking donut shop, dude. I hate it, but I'll do it. Baskin Robbins. It's just fucking ice cream. It shouldn't honestly be on this list at all. I'm going to throw it in the F tier because yeah. it's not food. I'm going to put it at the top of the F tier because I'd rather eat ice cream for dinner than any of those other fucking restaurants. Carabas <laughs> is like better version of Olive Garden, in my opinion. Never been. Do what you want with it. I'm going to put it right next. I'm going to put it in front of Olive Garden. Okay. Cheesecake Factory. Never eaten there. They don't do anything great. But they yeah. do everything well. So we were I talking think about this. Top of B tier is where I would put it. Top of B. Their cheesecake you, is yeah. elite. There's a lot. Of cheesecake is fire. So just on that standpoint, I'll let you do it. Nice. A and W is wildly underrated. Yes. Thankfully, we agree there. I would put it right next to Sonic. Honestly. Okay. I, I would put it I'll above Chili's. I'd put it above Papa John's, Dave and Buster's, Panda. A&W is so underrated. It's Fire very hot. good. Cheese curds, fire. Oof. Their Oof. fries are phenomenal. Uh, root beer on tap. You can't beat it. Yeah, it's good, you man. You can't beat it. I'm with you. Firehouse is the hands-down best sandwich shop on this entire list. I would put it at the bottom of B tier. I'll let you do it, but I don't agree. You would put it lower? I would just because I have only had it maybe one time. Well, that's fair. Golden Corral, it's a buffet. I'd put it C tier. I wish there were more buffets on here to compare that with. The only other buffet I've ever been to has been like Old Country Buffet. Yeah, I've been to a few. Golden Corral, though, actually has some decent food for how they mass produce it. I'll throw it in C, though. I'll let you kind of pick your position. I'll put it right by IHOP. If I'm like, if those are my two choices, it's, it's a coin flip. Okay. Hooters. So... I'll start off here by saying I don't eat chicken wings, and that's what they're famous for. Yeah. So, to me, Hooters is trash. I'm going to put them... I eat them over that... I'll I'll put them in front of Waffle House, but behind Checkers. I think that's fair. That's fine. Cheddar's is probably the nicest establishment on this list in terms of pure quality of food. I would put it probably neck and neck with Cheesecake Factory. Never Personally. I know you have it. I'm going to put it above Cheesecake Factory. That may cause contention. It may not. We'll find out later. Um, Longhorn is a worse version of Outback and Texas Roadhouse, in my opinion. I'd probably So we can agree then that it goes Roadhouse, Outback, Longhorn. For steakhouses. Yes. Roadhouse is the best. Outback second. Longhorn yes, third. Yes. 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 
So I would put Longhorn top of D. Okay. I would put Outback top of C. Okay. And I would put Roadhouse just... I'd probably pick Roadhouse over Cheddar's if I'm being 100% honest with myself. I would pick it all the way up to... Ugh. I'd be willing... I'd personally be willing to put Roadhouse in A tier above Papa John's and Chili's and probably A&W if I'm being honest. I would 100% put this above honest. a lot of things in the A tier now that I'm looking. That's fine. Like almost top it. of A tier. I'm yeah. doing it. I'm, okay. I'm putting, I'm putting it above. Uh, Red Lobster... I'm not, I eat seafood probably more than the average person, but I'm not a huge seafood guy. I'd put it probably neck and neck with Outback. Okay. I don't eat that much red lobster, so do what you gotta do. Ruby Tuesday is like. My exposure's limited, so. It's better than Applebee's, but it's, I'll put it above Del Taco, but that's about it. (sighs) All right. Do you have any contentions with anything that is left on this list? Right, I'm going to full screen this so I can see your list as opposed to the one that I was building. All right, so looking at the S tier, I think that's fine. A tier. If you wanted to move Texas Roadhouse into the bottom of S tier, I'd probably agree with you. Yeah, I'd take that. And I would move Panda up personally. Now that I'm looking at this, I'd probably put Panda yes. probably third in this tier. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, other than that, that tier looks fine. I'm going to move Bob Evans down and Cheddar's and Cheesecake Factory up, if I'm being honest. You, this is all you on that one, so go ahead. You know I'm not into Chipotle, yep. so... Other than that, that list is probably fine to me. Buffalo, I think, is a little bit underrated in our rankings, to be completely honest with you, but that's okay. I Because they do not... keep getting worse, so I'm just a little bit biased there. I would put Denny's in front of Dairy Queen, but I would put Buffalo Wild Wings in front of Denny's. Yeah, okay. So, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next tier, this is when I'm going to start to care a little less, because I think C is just meh. I think that's all fine. Don't really care about individual rankings there. D tier, I definitely don't care. F tier is F tier. I think Applebee's is a little underrated given the list, but I'm not going to care that much. I'll move Applebee's to the top of F tier, but I won't go any higher than that. That's fine. And then right. the Never Bends. That's it. Yeah. Now we we know we got to try some of these places to see how they rank if we have we a do, chance yeah. in the future. I think the only thing that's even available by me would be Bonefish. I think there's a Bonefish near the city. I don't but know if there's one near me or not. I'd have to look. Otherwise, I will print screen this so I have a copy of it. I will save and download it so we have it. But we will post that on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know if you think any differently. Uh, but you know I love these fucking tier lists so much. I searched Bonefish Grill, and it zipped me to a Carabas in Tucson. So It's, it's the same parent company, so that makes sense. But, Never been. Um, that's uh that's always fun i definitely like ranking stuff and talking <coughs> about stuff but um so we're right, gonna... mostly through this beer i'm gonna quickly give this one a 6.7 it's better than the last one i had not great but it's fine it's a decent stout and then 6. we get our uh, speed through your last podcast this we... or your last topic for the pod we do i'm gonna give mine an 8.1 i apparently just really love maple syrup and it's anything maple flavored is absolutely delicious to me but um so for my last topic, I like I said, I wanted to do something short and sweet because I figured 
being your first episode back, you were going to take up a little bit more of the podcast. Um, I knew you had kind of hinted to me that you were going to, but, yep. um, so I want to just kind of talk about like, if you could make three upgrades to current things that you own, what would they be? My car, 100%. Fucking hate my car. You already know I want to go EV because we've talked about it before. Uh, that's definitely number one. Uh, second would be my desktop PC, and that's just me being greedy. Uh, I have a 2060 in there uh, with a Ryzen 5 2600. And a really, those are the two big things. My motherboard's fine. It's outdated, but which if I upgraded both those other things, I'd have to upgrade the motherboard. So yeah. my desktop PC would be next. I need to upgrade that. And finally, because I just brought it up to Carly today, I would say my third priority would be... Actually, it'd be hard for me to, to broad category that one. I'm going to say this because I really want to do it, and it's not really like a thing, but the flooring in my house, I would love to upgrade. You're honestly in like the same three levels with me. Um, I do want a new car. Not that I think I need to upgrade my car at all, but I just wish I was in a more cost-effective vehicle for what I for the amount that I drive. I'm definitely overpaying for my car. Um, I'm paying luxury prices for a guy who drives. Yep. Maybe 150 miles a week. Maybe. Yep. Like it's just not worth it to have yeah. what I have there. Um, for me, computer is number one for me. I was the guy who was ready to buy this gen. I bought a cheaper graphics card last gen to buy a better card this gen. And I've just been royally screwed by crypto miners and COVID. So computer's number one for me. I would already talk about this too. It's not both of those things. It's also a silicon shortage, but. But, but part of that is COVID. COVID is part of what's causing that silicon shortage. Sure. Okay. Um, so computer's number one for me. I would upgrade my motherboard, my RAM, my graph. Like I would basically build from scratch almost. I'd keep my I'd be, keep my case. I'd keep my cooling. I'd keep, you know, my power supply. You know, all of that I think is is acceptable. But I would upgrade a lot of the other parts of it. Two would be my living situation. I live in an apartment that is free, but I would the flooring is like the biggest piece of contention with where we live. Like we would do anything for even just the shitty flooring that like snaps into each other, like the shitty laminate flooring, like yeah. that would be an upgrade over 20 year old carpet. Yep. Um, so definitely living situation. The things I would do to live inside of a house are <laughs> a problem. And I then, will say for my PC, by the way, that the case is the one thing that I really don't want to keep. Really? My case is massive and bulky and I don't really like it. I have the fractal meshify C case for mine and i love it i have no issue it's got a it's got a, a psu shroud it's got enough room in the back for cable management a lot more than my old case did which i did love my old case as well um it's got you know my temps stay good with it it supports my my aio so i've got no complaints about my case personally i've been out of the component game for a while so i can't remember if mine is the p300 or the p400s i think yours is the 300 i think so too uh from fantex which had terrible re reviews from Gamer Nexus in terms of airflow and overall quality. And I just don't like it. It's massive. I'd rather get yeah. a smaller midsize. So. Yeah, I think mine would probably be like a happy medium for you. It's smaller, but it, it, it gives you enough room to work with, which I do sure. like. Sure, sure. Um, 
And then if I had to pick an, the last thing that I would personally upgrade, um, it'd be my couches, honestly. Like, we've never had new couches, really. Like, the closest thing to a new couch that we ever had was from a furniture store that was local to us who it was a return because it had some it got like messed up a little bit in shipping so there was already some like yeah, yeah. wear spots on it it was already kind of you know messed up in a few spots but so i've never had like a really nice couch and ours are like so that's the couch that's in my room that i'm in right now but like in our family room which is behind me it's two couches we got for like 100 bucks off of facebook marketplace like it's nothing special and for as much time as we realistically spend on those couches like i wish we had something nicer like even just like your couch like the sectional that you guys have like that would i would be so happy if i had that in my apartment i was just gonna say that's the first new piece of furniture i ever owned was that couch i love i I ever bought that couch i do too i love my couch carly thinks it's starting to get a little outdated uh and it has been worn down so we've had that for over three years now and it's getting a little worn out but I love that couch still, and I'm completely happy with it. The one thing that I will say was a major upgrade in my life, and I literally just said last night, best purchase I ever made for, like, me is the fucking bed that we bought. Yeah. We bought a multi-thousand dollar bed, which made me want to throw up, and it was 100% worth it. It's so fucking comfortable. I absolutely love that bed. Yeah, when Jess and I bought a mattress, I was trying to pick out, like, the bottom of the barrel at that store's mattress, and I was like, this is better than what we have. It's fine. And then Jess, like, made me try some of the nicer ones that were there. And I definitely, I get the upgrade there. It's, Before it's this, we had worth a it. box mattress, which you actually slept on while you were here. You thought I, it was fine. We absolutely hated it. It was too soft for me. Personally. Oh, my God. It was so fucking brick hard for us. No, that to me was, like, soft. We, uh, I, like, really, I apparently like really firm mattresses. To me, that mattress was, I had no complaints about that mattress. You might as well sleep wrong. on cinder block if you think that that was soft. I think that was soft. I'd have to will, get Jess. I'd have to get Jess's opinion on it, but I thought that mattress was. It's not as good as the mattresses we have at home, but it's better than any like hotel mattress I've ever spent on. Oh, I completely disagree. The one thing I will say is that we tried out Tempur-Pedics when we were at the mattress store, nope. getting ready to buy a new mattress, and they were very nope. disappointing for what you're paying for. And we yeah, ended up getting not... a posture pedic. Yes. From Sir, not Serta. Doesn't fucking matter. Whoever sells that mattress. It was fantastic. I'll give you guys a name next time. <laughs> no, you're, you made me sit on that mattress because you wanted me to experience like how nice it was compared to what we were sleeping in, and I do agree. It was, it was definitely worth the the extra money that you spent yes. on it. It's fantastic, and it hopefully will last forever. You're gonna buy a new one in three years. I'm calling it negative. That's what you say now. Anyway, what else? Was that your last upgrade? Your couches? That was last. Yeah, time? couches was number three. If I had like other like random little things to pick out, like I think I think most of it comes down to housing with me. Like I just rather have a better housing situation. Yeah. I'd rather have my own space that I can do whatever I want with. Like I could upgrade where I live right now, but I'm only going to benefit from it for the time that I live here, and the people who live here for free after me are going to benefit from it yeah. after I leave. It's there's. There's no point on me upgrading my kitchen. There's no point on me upgrading my appliances. There's no point on me redoing the floors. There's no point on me doing really anything extra here. Like it's, it's that's the funny thing about being a homeowner is like you're never going to be completely satisfied. I don't think I don't. Need I absolutely to be love my house, satisfied. and I'm still not completely satisfied. I but I know that for a fact because my parents at every house that they've 
the two houses that I remember, like really remember living in, they've always wanted to change something. So I 100% get yeah. that. But yeah, even yeah, so, yeah. like just the ability to change something when I want to, like that's yeah, enough dude, for me I'm 100% to be happy. I get that. You're going to be happy until you see the fucking mortgage payment. But <laughs> until then, you got to, Kyle, before I lived where I live now, I paid as much as I'll pay for a mortgage and rent. For a oh smaller, yeah, no, hundred percent. I'm just saying you're that, right now in a perfect situation where you're. No, I I do agree that like the the fact that we don't have to pay for where we live is a huge advantage. Yeah, hundred percent. But I'm ready to deal with a mortgage payment. Yeah, to... dude. Yeah, absolutely. Having a place of your own is an immeasurable improvement for anything, even if you're living for free. Yeah. But all right, that's all we got. That was a short and quick dive into your third or your second topic. So unfortunately, like there's probably a lot more to talk about there, but we could just kind of dabble hey. on the surface because we're already gone a little bit too long uh, for my standard of what a podcast should should go for, uh, despite what uh, other people might think. So uh, it's great to be back with you guys. Absolutely fantastic to be back on the podcast. Hopefully I can continue to make the time and I don't run into any more roadblocks of just absolutely fucking distress of my time management. Uh, so this is another episode of two average husbands thank you so much for joining us i'm back i should be a consistent piece in this again as always you can follow us at our twitter handles individually that are on the screen there for you uh or on uh our account as the podcast at number two abg husbands same thing on instagram and also on facebook question mark you, if you just search two average husbands, all three of the words on Facebook, it should show up. And then the uh, same thing on YouTube as well. So we're all over the place now. Thanks to Jake for doing all that work again, as I repeatedly say. Let you close this one out, Jake. You know what? I, I think Kyle said it best and, you know, that we, we do appreciate all of the support that you guys give us. You know, like we've always said, we, we love just having the opportunity to just hang out as two friends, have a couple drinks, shoot, shoot the shit. But any of the uh, any of the engagement that we get, we definitely appreciate. And you know, we broke 200 unique listeners this week. That's something that's you know a huge milestone for two random guys who have no experience in the podcast space really, besides you know a couple you know handful of weeks before we got here. But um, it's just awesome to see you guys tuning in every time. You guys, you know, tell give us a topic recommendation, give us a drink recommendation. Just you know, leave comments with us as we go live. Please. We appreciate it. Please, please, please. You know, if you got any drink recommendations, let us know. We will, you know, if, if a fan ever sends anything in, we will always try it. Um, it's yeah, as long as we can get it anyways. But, you know, we appreciate you guys checking us out. As Kyle said, give us a follow on all social medias. Check out our link tree, um, which is in the bio of all of our posts. Um, thank you guys again for tuning in, and we will see y'all next week. Peace.